0: Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts, souls, and minds. Welcome back to the Soul Grit Podcast. This is Ann. I'm here today with Katie Loeffler, who is my new friend who has been working out with me and sharing some great conversations with me. And what's really interesting for your benefit as a listener of the Soul Grit Podcast is that Katie is a well-experienced relationship coach. And she's bring, she brings her whole life experience along with a lot of education and training into what she's doing with couples. So I'm really excited for her to be on today to talk about what's the difference between relationship coaching versus like couples therapy like I do. And when might that be a good time for you to invest in your relationship with a coach versus when do you need to go see a therapist? You've heard other episodes like this before where we've been talking about the different kinds of therapy or the different kinds of coaching and counseling and trying to figure out for you what's the best fit for what you're going through in your life right now. So I'm excited to have Katie talk about this because she's an expert in this field. So welcome Katie. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So before we get going into the the nitty gritty of rela- relationship coaching, let's just talk about you for a minute. Katie, who are you? Okay. What's your background?
1: <laughs> uh I'm Katie and uh, my background is um, quite a mixture. So I come from a long line of families of divorce, generations of divorce and dysfunction on my own. And then um, a long process of healing and restoration. And then I went into church ministry and I started a care and counseling ministry, which we um, obviously cared for individuals coming into our care. And also, we had therapists um, that also gave therapeutic care. So that's where I started to really fall in love with coaching relationships, and then also knowing when to hand off.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah, individuals and like, couples.
0: I feel like I could have had you come on either for like uh, uh, church care ministry. for relationship coaching but since we already (laughs) announced it we're going to talk about relationship coaching today
1: (laughs) yeah it's my favorite topic to be honest (laughs) it really is
0: yeah I love it so if somebody wants to become a relationship coach like you did what are some of the educational or training opportunities they need to go through before they can hang their shingle oh
1: uh, there is a certification process, there's coaching certification through the International Coaching Federation, and you can look for how to do that there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did was I, I knew I was not going to become a therapist, so what I did was find um, the Gottman theory, I studied everything I could about that. I don't want to be a therapist, so I know enough, and then I know when to refer, mm-hmm. right? The Sound Relationship House, I use that all the time um, to help couples. And so I guess it just boils down to getting really educated in communication, conflict resolution skills, personalities, all the aspects of what affects a relationship, what makes a healthy relationship and what doesn't make a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. and how to really equip. And I love equipping people. And this is what this is about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was looking on your website in preparation and I saw how, just how many trainings you have. And I know like as a therapist, I have a certain number of continuing education units that I have to uh, complete every two years to keep my license fresh and, and legal. (laughs) Um, But you also have gone through quite a, quite a few trainings. And I think maybe during that time really narrowed your focus so that you have become an expert in this area.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I am an avid learner, as is probably everyone listening to your podcast. So <laughs> we probably all have that in common. And uh, I am I'm an avid learner. And I believe that I can only serve to the ability of my character and my training,
0: okay? mm. you know,
1: and So God helps me with my character and I'm helping with the training. So it's a beautiful combination. It's not just relying on my past experience, um, though. That is a wealth of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, It is, it is so important to be educated and, and uh, continue to learn.
0: That's great. Now you mentioned the gottman method and i'm also trained in gottman mm-hmm. i i don't know if i've talked about it too much on this podcast because we haven't had a lot of episodes that have been specifically about marriage or relationships but that would be something we could do a follow up episode on okay. just talking about gottman because for listeners if you don't know who that is um he john gottman and his wife julie are the foremost mm-hmm. researchers on the area of marriage in couple relationships. They have a whole um, center up in Washington at the university where they have, they call call it the love lab, where they've had people come in and they've studied even um, micro facial expressions, the way that you act in your body language, the way, you know, just to the minute detail to figure out what makes marriage work and what predicts its failure and so mm-hmm. it's if you're into kind of like the sciencey part of the uh, uh, field it's a good person to know because he g- backs it up with a lot of research and then julie the, his wife comes in and um if you've ever watched a video of her she's just masterful at coming in alongside couples and showing them how to use these interventions so yes we'll, we'll talk more about that on another episode right <laughs> So Katie, what kind of couples
1: come to see you? Oh, so, uh, it's so exciting because you never know who God's going to send, you know, mm-hmm. I don't. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, so I actually work with individuals and couples. So, uh, I've had a couple, a uh, few couples that were broken up and wanted to get back together. They were not married. And so, uh, I've worked with them. Um, premarried. So I spent, I love equipping premarrieds because if I can equip them well there and if they're really into the process, that is going to be amazing for their marriage, the, the longevity of their marriage. And then also they know that they can come back for tune ups and that's just a, a, a way, what they do with their marriage, you know. Um, and then I uh, work with couples that hit the same road bumps over and over.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Typically these couples have never been equipped Yeah, um, at the beginning um, or have lost their way and are, have become, their marriages become transactional. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I just take them back to center um, and a lot and communication and conflicts goes, if we're not sharpening those right, they just go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. It's not one and done. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So those are the typical, I have now not as many, and I know I have on my website and I almost thought about changing this, but um, the couples that are um, in significant, having significant issues and they may be receiving therapeutic intervention and I'm just helping strengthen the tools are being given. And it's not really worded like that, but that's why I kind of want to reword that because Sometimes, as you guys know, you know, you get them coming back and they haven't done anything, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) they've done nothing. So here you are again and again. So, yeah, Um, I also work really well with um, step families, um, remarriages and people uh, going through divorce. Mm
0: -hmm. So Great. Um, You mentioned that you really love to do the premarital work. And I I would say I agree with that because they're typically they're like fresh, they're excited. In a good mood. I I don't know what's ahead of (laughs) Uh, them.
1: No, I try to show them, (laughs) but you got to experience it. Yeah. They're so fresh. Mm -hmm. I know you're
0: trained both in a couple of the top methods for premarital counseling would be the prepare and rich and also SIMBIS or saving mm-hmm. your marriage before it starts. Mm-hmm. Do you have just on a technical side, do you have a preference? Like, do you know when somebody comes in, they'd be a better fit for one or the other, or do you meld the two?
1: I, I do meld the two. However, a lot of them do well with Prepare and rich and, um, and so i tend to move that direction however i love Simbus, mm-hmm. and there's they have you know bible study plan on you version there's a lot to back up and to reinforce um so i know that's about as clear as mud <laughs> but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. My but i love tools when
0: mm-hmm. when we were getting married almost 20 years ago my husband and i went through prepare and enrich with our pastor mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm certified in Simbis to mm-hmm. use with premarital, so it's a little bit, you know, I I have an appreciation for both of those.
1: Me too. I think they're great tools, really good tools. So, yeah, I I, re- I really appreciate it because it helps be, for me, and I know for you too. It helps us be a lot more effective with what the strength areas and the growth areas, so mm-hmm. that we can just zero in. And maybe as a therapist, you are a lot faster at doing that than I. You know, I am. You've been trained so much. Um, it's for me. I like to kind of, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I can obviously see it when I get to know them. But it just saves all, It saves a lot of time.
0: Yeah. And it also kind of eliminates some of the conversations that some people might find awkward. Like, yeah. yes, we are going to talk about your sexual expectations. Yes. And yes, we are going to talk about how your mom and dad handled division of labor. And we are going to talk about how much debt you have and, you know, yes. oh, like some yeah. of these situations that are, that get pretty sticky, especially if you're a blended family, as you mentioned, because you're yeah. both raising children for that also have other parents and so there there's a lot of issues in there that when you just hand them an assessment and they're forced to reckon with that there it just becomes a natural part of the conversation it's not something weird that you have to bring up for them
1: (laughs) you're so right about that yep and then also, when you see sex as our number one strength and nothing else, you know that you've got how to, how to plan, which just happened to me recently. I was like, okay, well, we've got some great growth areas to work on. Like, this is awesome. We can do this. So, if you
0: want to, it's up to you, you know? So, yeah. a lot of hard work there. Yeah. Uh, when would you say, like, if a couple contacted you and said, we want relationship coaching, uh, when would you know that they weren't? cut out for that, that they would mm. be better served in therapy? That's such a great
1: question. I uh, The first session I have with people is a complimentary session, because this is where I want to ask questions and, and get a feel of a couple. And maybe it's the years I've been doing this. I don't know why. It's God, I'm sure. But I can usually tell that this isn't going to be something for me. So for example, um, a couple came and and she said, you know, his, his severe depression, I mean, it's, it's like teed up for me in a way, mm-hmm. his severe depression, you know, is really interfering. And I asked if he had been in therapy he, does he have a therapist he's working with? And he said, no. And so I said, okay, well, we need to take a time out. and, you know, I would highly recommend you go see a therapist, um, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're going to put relationship coaching on hold. Yeah. Um, because they can't do, it's hard, you know, oh, you're going to be coached and you're in therapy. You know, we, we always just take a break mm-hmm. and then re-engage, which they did. They came yeah. back and re-engaged with me.
0: Yeah. Because that is mm-hmm. a lot to be working through your own stuff. And then mm-hmm. to also be working through stuff with your partner, that that's very heavy, not only financially, but also emotionally, it's hard to mm-hmm. do both of those at the same time.
1: Yeah. And then I'll ask questions about trauma. It's big to me um, only because, well, I know about it, but because I experienced this and in my own life and in others around me, especially in ministry where I I was more of like of a firefighter too, with people coming in their deepest, horrible, most time of need. So I I always have trauma somewhere in my brain that I'm thinking through. And so uh, I had another couple where we did, I didn't pick up on that. You know, we're in the second session and I looked and I said, I just asked her a couple of questions about, I said, let's talk about your family origin a little bit more. Well, come to find out, you know, she she went through horrible, which I don't have to go through all here. We all know what the horrible would be, but it may be. But she she witnessed abandonment, um, abuse of every which kind, and she had never gotten therapy. Mm. So that's a timeout. You know, I really want you because I'm not going to act like I know everything. I don't. I'm not a therapist, right? I'm not a trained therapist in trauma. So again, referred out and she's still in therapy. And that was, you know, maybe eight months ago and she's growing and she's healing. um, And she's not in the relationship anymore because she realized she just needed to heal. So that's why I love partnering with therapists. And I tell you what, when I was in ministry and... And we had the care and counseling ministry. I honestly would have thought that God kissed me on the cheek if he had <laughs> sent me you as a therapist to refer to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people that, yeah, I would have just been so tickled, you know, and because you want the best care for your clients, you know. Just, yeah.
0: yeah. And as a person in ministry, you want to know when you're sending someone on to get care that they're getting. Treatment from somebody who understands Christian biblical principles and is going to honor their faith and values right. in that.
1: Yeah, yes. Which is another situation too, right? Is like okay, therapists or therapists a Christian therapist and pastors sometimes don't know that balance either, and so they sometimes will step into your role, and you know. And then it can be a mess but that's a whole nother one recording too so i'm sorry
0: <laughs> rabbit trail cut it out, cut it out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've listened to the soul Grit podcast for even one episode you know my guests and i believe that when we integrate the power of god with the wisdom of modern psychology we get supercharged healing change and growth and counseling as a christian therapist however I realize that there are many practitioners out there who are personally Christians but don't know how to integrate their faith into their counseling practices. That's why I created the e-course, Faith Integration for Therapists. In this premium five-module course, therapists who love Jesus will learn everything from understanding their calling, to marketing their practices to Christians, to adapting evidence-based interventions to honor our faith. You can learn more about the online course at www.soulgritresources.com slash courses and send an email to info at soulgritresources.com to receive a discount code. I'd like to talk a little bit about even if the person is not experiencing a mental health issue or a personal trauma, when would the the relationship itself need like somebody like me, have a licensed marriage and family therapist or another yeah, uh, yeah. licensed therapist versus somebody um, that has your training and certification.
1: Yes. So when, uh, when I realize that the equipping and the time I'm spending is stalled. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't take, forever to figure that out either, uh, mm-hmm. because I want what's best for them. I don't want to be a cog in their process. So if I see, and I, and I love body language and I use zoom, I, I work with clients all over the country. So I love zoom for this because I can really tell body language and certain words and stuff. So, um, as I'm sure you understand, so mm-hmm. without looking awkward, you know, um, if I was sitting with them. So, uh, if there, if there's a, a block there, then I'm I'm referring mm-hmm. because these um, these issues can go so deep, and uh, and I see it and I and I hear it, especially when I'm I'm just starting to press in, you know, asking more questions, right, and more questions, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just I just know it. Like it's yeah. you know, this isn't about me; it's about them, and I have no ego. Trust me, I have no pride and ego in this
0: because
1: <laughs> you're messing with people's lives. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to harm anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're mature enough to be able to. You, you know, there's always going to be somebody else that needs help that you but, can be really effective in helping. So you don't have to hang on to the ones that aren't a good match for you, right? Hang on to their leg. Don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think that comes with age and maturity, as well as yeah. just feeling secure in your calling and your abilities. Because I think early in your career, you can tend to want d- to try to help everybody, even if you're not equipped for that, because you just, need that somehow, like you said, in your ego or in your paycheck or wh- wh- mm-hmm. wherever. Right. Well, yeah. And I saw that a lot in ministry. Um, not so much of myself. Um,
1: I would say I saw that uh, because uh, at some point it becomes a need for people to be able to, it's a validation, right? Um, I was always scared to death. So I, I tried not to do that, um, even though, you know, I think there are mistakes definitely there. I should have said no to some of that and gotten significant trauma training to be able to witness the things I witnessed, Mm -hmm. um, just to be able to hand someone off, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. And I think that just, those experiences have, you know, molded me, I would say in a way of wanting to care and send them, send people to the best people.
0: Yeah. Katie, let's talk about some of the common things that you're seeing these days with relationships that come to see you, like, what are, what are the, you know, top issues that people are coming in with?
1: Mm. Uh, The refusal to hear each other, Mm. Um, not knowing I should say that's not, well, refusals. Yeah. Um, However, it's, it's unresolved. It's the lack of, conflict resolution skills, I should say, Mm -hmm. and the easy to offend, to be offended Mm -hmm. and the um, easy to assume the worst. Somehow the trust, you know, um, and back to Gottman with that pillar of trust Mm -hmm. has taken so many hits Mm -hmm. that they, they don't recognize that's kind of what's happened. So, um, so I work a lot with conflict resolution. Let's get back, um, to where we were and build trust and they have to have the want to you know right and so I had a recent client who said there's this this and this and this I said oh really and I said well there's so much hope in that you know you can't hear each other you're arguing you're this and that I said there's so much hope for your relationship Mm -hmm. and I think that's the number one thing that I keep getting with clients as they come in feeling like there's no hope And it may not even be, it's not a major thing. They're just, they just need some skills and equipping, you know, but they're willing to say there's no hope Mm -hmm. when when it's just for me, a matter of that. And so, uh, I'm passionate. I, I, I know that this will sound interesting, but I'm passionate to end divorce. Yeah. Um, again, having gone through all of that and seeing all the destruction uh absolute destruction and it's not just the couple and it's the kids and it's everyone around them and so um that's why no matter what they come with um other than oh another oh another referral obviously is any kind of abuse holy cow i should have said that right away any kind of that a referral yeah um so but anyways did my rabbit leave the train
0: (laughs) which also as a as a licensed therapist that is another consideration that we know ethically if there is abuse going on in the relationship that marriage therapy is not um something you can move forward with it's contraindicated so what that would mean is both individuals have to get individual therapy before they can continue to move on in the relationship if there's if there's domestic violence Mm -hmm. or some kind of abuse in the past and that's not currently happening anymore and the couple wants to work on it we can work on it but if it's currently happening we don't work on that either
1: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah it's that's 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 best yeah Uh, uh uh-huh
0: yeah okay so you said conflict resolution oh yeah Uh, communication Um, skills. I don't know if you find, I I find this to be true of almost anybody that calls up for marriage counseling says we just can't communicate. And that can mean a thousand different people or a thousand different things to different people. What, what exactly does communication mean to you? It's almost like it's a code word for we're having problems in our marriage. And, and so that is, that kind of comes down at the core. Um, but also, as you were saying, refusal to hear each other. You said a couple other things. Mm-hmm. It really, it seems like a a spiritual condition or a character issue. So, yeah. as a Christian relationship coach, are you working on those things as well? Yes, I am
1: because I uh, I can't I can't see it happening without. Um, growing in our relationship with God Mm -hmm. and it's very hard because some so much comes against a marriage Uh, so much comes against um, and we have a responsibility back to educating ourselves right Mm -hmm. Um, to give it our best and yes and I don't hit them over the head with well the Bible verse said you have to do this no actually we can look here and we can see how to do these things Mm -hmm. you know and I know that um, when I when I'm praying before sessions, I I go over uh, what love actually is, mm-hmm. and I, and Lord to show me where this is broken in the chain or where they need to be educated, whatever it is. Where are we here? Because the the sentence "God is love" is so extremely powerful. We are made in His image, extraordinarily, you know, so powerful marriages to reflect the love of jesus mm-hmm. so it's also powerful that yet so many of us were never educated yeah. on what love is and how to love properly yeah. and 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 it's going to be imperfect because we're imperfect human beings and um and to stay committed to the process i see people just no hope goodbye you yeah. know no hope separate Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I, having gone through divorce a long time ago, I remember the therapist telling us flat out, there's no hope. Mm -hmm. And we took that advice. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, 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 it's part of a little part of, you know, my, we're not, I'm not giving up on you. Are you giving up on yourselves? Don't give up on yourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't want this more than you do. And this is the way I see that you can. Have an amazing marriage. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Do you ever have your heart broken by a couple? Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Because I am spiritually invested, my heart's invested. Mm -hmm. uh, And I have had my heart broken by a couple. And then what I did was I just sat with the Lord and said, and this is what happened when friends tried to talk us out of divorce scene all those years ago and we broke their hearts because Mm -hmm. we didn't listen to them we listened to a therapist
0: yeah and also also i think god's heart gets broken when we choose to walk a different way i know
1: and where it really is hard is with children i i love kids so much and i know the impact and I, when I counsel and people are at odds and I said, let let me walk you through the days of my son's lives, what Mm -hmm. they went through. Mm -hmm. Uh, And let me tell you what they said. Mm -hmm. Is this worth it to you? You know, is it worth it to you to be so-called free? You won't be free. It's not a freedom. So let's go ahead and clarify that right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. On the other hand, have you had some experiences where, separation or divorce was the only answer
1: um i have a hard time um i feel like that's above my pay grade and maybe that's from being in pastoral ministry yeah um i'd have to say in pastoral ministry i did the people that come to me for coaching don't get to that with Mm -hmm. me because i'm referring them out okay um, I refuse to get in that deep water. Um, to say, oh yeah, you should mm-hmm. or should not. Now again, if there's abuse, right? I'm i I'm now sending them and I'm saying not okay. That would be that's a deference, so, you know. I, I I went through that too long mm-hmm. time ago, you know. And you cannot, I mean, there's no way I can say live with somebody that's
0: right.
1: uh, emotionally and and or physically abusing you. There's yeah. no. I can't align with that. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I still have that, all that pastoral ministry thing, you know, about me that says you're not going to tell people they need to separate or divorce. This is above your pay grade. This is why you, there's, there's people like Anne who can therapeutically come alongside, you know.
0: But Mm -hmm. as you pointed out, it's a fine line. You had a therapist tell you this isn't going to work. You should quit. And yeah, I know. You know, and so there's heartbreak either way, yeah. I would say when it does come to me and I I have the same heart that you do that I believe that marriage is, you know, as Paul says, an illustration of Christ in the church. And as we get marriage better and better, we're having a better witness to that relationship that we have with Jesus. And so I really, really want it to work. Yes. Especially Christian marriage, I want it to work. And so that's always going to be my heart. But then sometimes there are people that come into my office that have a situation, like you mentioned, there's abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's not um, interpersonal abuse, but it might be a substance abuse or oh, yes yes a, a situation where basically one partner has chosen something else it's a it's an infidelity of types whereas the, yeah. something else has come as to be the most important thing in that other person's life whether whether mm-hmm. it's a disease that they have in in that addiction or if it's another person they've chosen or something like that um and there really isn't there's nothing left for that other person to work on the the Person right. who's not to blame, you know. There's nothing for them to work on, and in order right. to protect their sanity, their children, their financial, what, whatever it might be, they do have to pull away and and create yeah. some legal separation, divorce, whatever it may be, and that's heartbreaking. It is. We even had people where they're married to somebody with a personality disorder. Yes, yes, and that yes. is just not something that we even at Even really skilled therapists don't have a high success rate of fixing, especially if the person doesn't know they have a personality disorder or is not willing to get that kind of help. Mm -hmm. There's not a high chance that the relationship is going to survive that.
1: Right. Um, And specifically when they have kids too, uh, that just wreaks so Horribly on the kids, so mm-hmm. that's that's tough. That's a tough conversation as a therapist,
0: yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It sure is. And sometimes I've had to say to people, it will be better for your children to have fifty percent of the time in your home where it's loving and healthy and stable, and fifty percent in chaos, than for one hundred percent of it to be chaos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And right. So that's what happens sometimes. But I think as as people who really have a heart for relationships and mm-hmm. want to see them succeed and believe that there's a spiritual significance to it, yes. that it really is heartbreaking.
1: Oh, it is. It really is. And like when you were talking about um, addiction, their um, porn addiction has been such a terrible. It's you know we all know it's such such an uptick, right? Mm-hmm. In it in over the last couple of decades and it has the potential and has um, demolished families mm-hmm. and um that is it's it's an addiction so it's resistant right mm-hmm. if ways is resistant and that's their go-to um it's very difficult for either spouse to take
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of things that wreak so much havoc that we, we don't have the skill to fix them. I mean, the I totally Lord. believe that the Lord can do a miracle in those mm-hmm. relationships. And we see evidence, we see testimonies yes. of that, but um, that, that's not always how he chooses to work. And so for us as helpers, we come alongside and one of our ethical guidelines, at least for me as a therapist, and I'm sure it's true for you as a coach, uh, is that I don't get to decide where my clients are going to go. I just gonna no. help them through whatever decisions they already made, or they will continue to make. I'm gonna support them through that, and right. make the best of whatever mess yeah. they made. <laughs>
1: I know, yeah. And I just, I um, and I, I, I think it helped when my I had to let go of my kids as they're adults. You know, open handed, and always be open handed and then share custody. Open handed. Here, God, here they are, and. I do fall in love with the individuals and couples um, that God sends me and and so I'm just like, Lord, they're yours though, they're not mine. Just mm-hmm. please, Lord. And you know I I don't, I don't like the outcome because then I hear later, you know, just different things. you just kind of go, oh, mm-hmm. um, but Lord, you're in charge of them. You sent them for the time period. I'm not responsible for the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just was so was so instilled in me um, for years. I, the outcome is none of my business.
0: Yep. So yeah. So one thing I would recommend if you're somebody that's looking for a coach or a therapist for your relationship m- maybe interview a couple you know a mm-hmm. couple different ones because yes. as Katie mentioned she had a therapist that told her there was no hope and she needed to end her marriage and There may be somebody out there that like Katie is now that says, I can give you these skills and there's hope and you're going to make it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you're going to make it as far as you can, you know?
1: Uh, And
0: so a lot of times people will come to me and there will be one person who's more invested in the, um, the work that has to be done to fix the relationship. And so that's probably the person that's going to be looking for therapists, interviewing, you know, finding somebody to help them. And then the other person may have this attitude of, well, I'll give it a shot, but I just need to be able to tell my kids that I gave it a shot and even therapy couldn't fix me for fix us. And so then that person may not be willing to try this coach and this counselor and this, you know, and so do you have any advice for that? For when one person is more invested than the other?
1: I um, have to say you're responsible for you. Um, I'm responsible for me, your husband or, or wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, they're, everybody's responsible for ourselves. And I know it's lonely. I know it's lonely too want to work on things. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I believe that, and it is my goal And I are, I know this, when, when people come in, uh, I treat both equally and I will work hard to get to know and build trust with the resistant partner, mm-hmm. um, to build relationship and, um, do my, do my part as a coach. And I think that's um, been very beneficial. Mm-hmm. the, because I have been able to overcome, now that's not me, that's God, but just mm-hmm. overcome and have that and build, and build the trust there. because um, typically the other partner or whoever that you know the spouse has preconceived ideas and they're scared that they're going to be made out to be the bad person, right. And so, and that's why that, uh, for me as a coach, always offering that upfront complimentary, you no, know, you know, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. But the individual that really wants to grow, keep growing, keep pursuing, um, be an avid learner, keep your appointments. Um, you never know that's going to go for your, for your relationship, but that's not really what, you know, we're focused on. We're focused on ourselves here. Mm-hmm. So work on you grow, you know, just flourish, just flourish
0: hmm yeah good
1: would what would you say
0: yeah i i would agree with you that you only get control over yourself mm-hmm. and um what what you said is good i have had people that like one spouse or the other will come and meet me with me first to kind of check me out before they mm-hmm. bring their spouse in to see if I'm gonna be okay, you know? And then that, that's fine if they wanna do it. Uh, what I don't want to create is a sense of bias, okay. um, like that I've already met with this other person, so now I have the full story and I'm gonna be have a different perspective, you know? But what I have found is, if I can really look for ways to relate to the man,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I already have because I'm a woman, I already have a sense of um, connection with the person that's coming in as the wife. Mm -hmm. Um, If I work a little bit harder at the man part, like understanding how he's communicating and what things he thinks are just silly and what, you know, like I I create a connection there because the connection with the woman is just going to come naturally for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the most part. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's, it goes the opposite way, and I have to work harder with a woman. Um, maybe there's a little bit of um, skepticism there, or the person's a little bit on their guard because of uh, previous trauma or whatever. But sure. in general, mm-hmm.
1: right, right. Yep, yep. It's um, and premarital too. Sometimes it's challenging because um, in re- another couple I had recently, I thought I want him to run. <laughs> if she doesn't change recessions i want to just put up a sign run (laughs) run now and and thank god she changed she she did she did amazing no she did amazing 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 um so uh again it's god not to over spiritualize everything but there's just no way that these things can occur that i see without him Mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah. Sometimes and you you nailed it. And that's, thank you so much for that reminder too, you know, based on previous trauma or whatever's going on, a woman may not trust us. Mm-hmm. She may have mu- women issues. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. And I love, so the majority of the time, do you try just to meet with them first then? The, the both first?
0: Yeah, I mean, there is the uh, Gottman method where you're meeting individually and then together and there's a Mm -hmm. whole there's a script for that, basically. But I do like to meet with both together or if I'm not able to do that, I like to make sure if I've had an individual session with the woman to hear Mm -hmm. her side, I also have an individual session with the man to hear his side before I see them together so that it's always equitable, the time between the two of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Another reason why I wish I would have known you, you know, back in ministry, but I can refer now. <laughs> <laughs> I was interviewing you again. <laughs> yes.
0: oh. Okay. Well, Katie, you mentioned that you're working on getting your YouTube channel set up and um, I don't know exactly when this episode is going to go live and how that's going to coincide with what you're working on in your business. But do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're offering over there?
1: Sure. Uh, My YouTube channel, as it grows, it's simply Katie Talks Love. um, And I'll be discussing uh, relationship topics. And I know that sounds very very broad. Um, the hope is and the goal is to turn it more into a podcast. So I will be interviewing people like Ann. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, our first will be talking about trauma because you know it's always in my mind. Um, but it'll be educational to the, for for coaching. And I'm excited about this YouTube channel. Um, it's taking me a little while to kind of find my feet in a way with it, but I'm excited about it. And then you know, I have my website and all that. Mm -hmm. um so first things first coaching.com is my my website
0: yeah and we'll have all the links and everything in the show notes so people can find you easily that's nice
1: of you yeah
0: and then we will um you know try to provide some really good content you had approached me about uh talking about if you don't get your trauma healed, yes, <laughs> or, yes. or at least looked at, addressed, <laughs> what what havoc does that uh, wreak in your relationship? And so mm-hmm. we'll be doing a little mini series on that together. So mm-hmm. as soon as that is available, I'll make sure to announce it on social media, and mm-hmm. um, your guys are going to want to bookmark Katie's website as well, so you'll know <laughs>
1: they're coming out. Yep. And as an aside, too, I well, a part of this with the YouTube. Um, is that I do want to team up with experts uh, because I'm not the know-it-all expert. So, and I want people to have great value, not just me talking, you know, so, so I appreciate that. And that would be great.
0: Yeah. Great. So Katie, what are you doing for soul care?
1: I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite part of your podcast. It really is. Uh, So Every, uh, this is what works for me. Um, and this goes back to Jeremiah 29, 13, where God says, um, if you come to me with your whole heart, your entire heart. Um, so I, I have communion. I sit at a table, not on my couch to get lazy, which I am. So (laughs) communion, uh, worship music, um, Bible and journal. And I start on my knees. At my dining room table in worship um and then take communion and then proceed forth mm-hmm. this this can take me anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour um and i just i make it happen i don't like say i don't have time because i'll tell you what i'm not a great coach without that time no so um so that's mine and then that okay so that's that and then the second is physically Mm. making sure i'm exercising because as ann has pointed out to me you know um before to me probably you know when we're talking it's that's an important part of soul care and she's so right i my brain is so much healthier mm-hmm. when i work out yep there's no, no doubt about it in my relationship with my husband too hmm
0: mm. good Yep. I've challenged you a little bit. Katie's come to my classes yes. Wednesday nights, <laughs> teaching in the Revelation Wellness style of ch- really challenging your brain. Sometimes Some of the things that you do with your body, it throws your brain off. We're not just doing bicep curls here. We're doing some <laughs> things that re- require you to use some new pathways in your brain and that that is actually working to make you smarter make you live longer and also to open your heart to god so that he can speak to you so
1: it's amazing that's a whole
0: other podcast too
1: it's amazing <laughs> i can go on and on about that oh yeah it's such a gift amazing gift mm-hmm
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I love talking to you. I'm going to point people towards your website. I'm already referring people to your coaching because... I just think, you know, not all of us, as much as I believe that every person needs therapy at some point in their life, not all of us need to be in therapy all of our life. (laughs) And so your relationship might need some of these things that Katie has to offer, like building your communication skills, building your conflict resolution skills, just giving you hope, you know, that those are things that I hope that people reach out for. Oh, great. Thank you so much. The Soul Grit Podcast is a production of Soul Grit Resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at Soul Grit Resources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.